0: That's blue Nile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Phileas Club. As you know, I'm sure many of you know, this show is a uh, monthly uh, discussion between people from different parts of the world. And we try to cover the news with getting people's opinions from their perspective. And hopefully, usually, they have different perspectives. And that's what we do usually towards the end of the show, uh, the end of the month, rather. But uh, every month, we try to also do a special where we cover one specific topic. And uh, today is that uh, part of the, of the show we're going to be talking about the Indian elections and uh, that is going to be a pretty interesting and different kind of conversation, I'm sure. My name is Patrick Beja, and of course this show is brought to you by its patrons at patreon.com slash the Phileas Club. So if you enjoy this uh, kind of content, I would like to encourage you to go to that uh, URL, which is available in the show notes, and maybe think about uh, becoming a patron as well. It's a pretty cool thing to do. It helps the show. Well, it enables the show to keep going. And I am eternally grateful and thankful to the people who already do. So a million thanks to all of the hundreds of people who choose to support the show on Patreon. So, my name is Patrick Beja, I'm not even sure I said that already, Uh, but I'm very glad to be welcoming two uh, people to talk about the Indian elections, both of them uh, originally from India and both of them living in the United States, which is perfect because I think they're going to be able to uh, tell us what is uh, different about the process and the logistics of this whole thing, in uh, India and in our Western democracies, and um, maybe try to point a few things out that we might not think about that might surprise, amuse, or interest us Westerners. Uh, the first one is a voice you might be familiar with if you've listened to the show before. Mayank is back on the show. Welcome back, and thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me back very glad to to, that you uh, are available for this um we also have a newcomer whom i hope you will uh make feel welcome as well Uh, satya is here for the first time on the show thanks for being on satya thank you patrick thanks for having me today so I think what we're going to start with is maybe an introduction um, so that people can know a little bit of context about yourselves and uh, know where you're coming from, both figuratively and literally. Uh, let's start with, uh, with Mayank. Um, can you tell the listeners who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you're about? Um, sure. Uh, the, uh, my name is Mayank, as you already
1: mentioned. I am originally from India i grew up in uh, in the old walled city of delhi and um, yeah i moved here well not i came to us for studies when i was 19 but i have kept in touch uh, with with you know what what goes on back home my family uh, especially on my on my mother's side is is very uh, like like a lot of indian families is very Active into like you know you know the the political discussion. My grandfather he was an active member of the Indian National Congress, uh, the Congress Party as it, as it as it is known uh, colloquially. And um, yeah, so I, I have been you know pretty passionate about politics. And uh, this is probably a good opportunity to you know sh- uh, share some of
0: my opinions, my whatever I know. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. That's perfect.
2: Uh, Satya, what about yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Satya, and I was born and brought up in the south, south part of India, in the state of Tamil Nadu. And I came to the U.S. Uh, when I was 25 years old in like year 2000. So I, I still have a lot of, all, most of my family in India, and I have good contacts uh, with all of them, and I am very much interested in the politics, and I follow both the Indian politics and also the politics here in the U.S., and I, I would like to, I like, to like uh, you know, uh, keep track of what's going on and keep track of the current affairs in both countries. So I thought this would be a good opportunity for me.
0: And I'm very glad. Yeah, I'm very glad you got
2: in touch because actually you got
0: Mm -hmm. in touch with me a a long time ago when we did the Mm -hmm. uh, Life in India special with Mayank, which was what I think like a year and a half, two years ago. (laughs) Um, And you told me, you know, that was a really interesting episode. I might be, you know, uh, 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 making the mention a little bit uh, nicer than it was, Um, but you said it was a pretty interesting episode, but growing up in the south of India, it was a very different life.
2: So I'm glad we oh, will I'm get sure, maybe you know? a
0: little bit of that perspective on this. Show. Yes.
2: Yeah. It's a little different from from where my aunt grew up. So I thought I would have like a different perspective on because India is a like a huge country with the different cultures. So... I thought maybe you'd be interested in knowing more about that.
0: And it's uh, still possible we'll do another Life in India special yeah. um, to talk about that specifically. But okay. um, yeah, but uh, the 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 uh, thing that of course everyone mentions when we talk about elections in India is that this is the largest, the biggest democracy in the world. Um, and you say different cultures. It's true that India is so large that. It's, it's a bunch of, is it wrong to say a bunch of different countries put together? It's still India, but there are uh, uh, so many different environments and um, types of life, I guess, that it's, it, it's not one monolithic culture, even less. Is it fair to say that even less than in other countries that are also large, like the U.S., which have very, very different cultures as well?
1: yeah us i would say is much more culturally uh, you know similar i mean it, it, i mean india is still a country there is still a concept of you know from the mountains to the sea it's a, it's one country but uh, but indian cultures are are similar yet so distinct that that when i look at like the american culture it feels like okay you know they are they're pretty similar sure they have some differences they have a little bit different accents but in india we speak different languages we it, i mean i mean it is it is ex- extremely common for people to be bilingual trilingual even like a guy i knew who spoke four languages fluently and it is not odd yeah. to have that Mm. So so, yeah, it is it is culturally much more diverse than than most countries I can think of,
2: yeah. I would think like India could compare to the Europe compared to Europe. it You can think of it as like uh, different countries in inside a country. So, like Patrick, you, like, you live in France and Finland, so you know, like, the different cultures and differences between those two countries. Like, India is kind of like that. Like, if you move from state to state, you feel like you're in a different country altogether. Would you say, <laughs> from what you know, that the differences is, are, are, are as stark
0: as between France and, and Finland, which are, you know, both parts of Europe and Western countries, so it's not, mm-hmm. you know, comparing France to... I don't know, Botswana, but it's still very different. And you would say it's as different within India.
2: Yes, yes, I would think
0: so, yeah. How -hmm. many languages uh, are spoken officially, in uh, are recognized as official languages in India? There are 22
1: last, I remember. But but, uh, as far as the spoken uh, languages, there are a lot more. There are a lot more dialects but 22 officially recognized. Uh, and each state has the freedom to choose their state language. So I'm pretty sure Tamil Nadu, they, they use Tamil, In Delhi it is Hindi. Yeah. How many states? Uh, 28 states now, and I think what uh, seven U- U- union territories? Am I right?
2: Yes. The union yeah. territories are like uh, they are smaller size states. So they are Like they have some special status, but yeah, they are. Yeah,
1: they are. Yeah, they are are governed by the by the central government, and the states have their own legislative assemblies. Right.
0: Yes. So, and when when we're saying twenty two different languages, official uh, languages, uh, this is not you know English American to UK. American, No, no, uh, no, no. I no, mean, no, English, no. English to American English. Yeah, no, it's actually different languages. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is like French and Portuguese and Spanish and Italian and, you know, German. Like, like they all have, you know, distinct roots, you know, uh, uh, Sanskrit roots versus Tamil roots. But they are pretty distinct. Right. It, 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 is, pretty much, it is pretty much like Germanic languages versus Romance languages.
0: Right, right. And um, just in case some people don't uh, realize this, I'm sure everyone knows, but India has like 1.3 billion people. Uh, It it represents 1.3 billion people. So when we say the largest uh, democracy in the world and the largest election uh, in the world, this is by far, and it's, it's not... Uh, by a small factor like the largest following country i can think of as one country is probably the u.s which has what 250 million people 325
1: 320
0: okay so 320 uh so that's like four times as much and with i'm guessing one of the things i wanted to talk about i think we're going to be talking about the context a little bit of like the political situation in india but from a logistics point of view. There are, like, this might be a little bit of a caricature, but there are places that don't have roads. My wife was telling me about an article she read, which might, again, be a little bit of a caricature and a little bit of fun. But there are elephants bringing ballot boxes to remote villages because they don't have roads that can get there. Um, which is kind of crazy. Like you have so such different um, environments and the mountains and the, you were saying from the mountains to the sea, there aren't really remote places Um, from a logistics point of view. It must be like, it it seems incredible that it works. I guess one of the questions would be, does it actually work? But um, yeah, logistically, is it, it must be very uh, uh, interesting to look at the way things happen in the U.S. and then look at the way things happen in India, and there are many, many differences.
1: Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, uh, Satya, please feel free to, to you know to to interject if I'm yeah, getting sure. anything wrong or if if you know if you have something to add. I'm just uh, uh, sharing what I know. Yeah. Uh, India has about. Uh, 900 million eligible voters, so (laughs) that number alone is bigger than most populations of most countries. So um, handling that, um, uh, the Election Commission of India, it is uh, is one of the rare, uh, you know, uh, departments, agencies, whatever you want to call it, that is actually, that does its job really well. Handling the logistics is is incredible. You know, potential nine hundred million voters—it's a huge number. And and since there are so many voters in such a big country, elections uh, and 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 when we talk about the general elections in India, these are the elections to elect the the members of parliament for the lower house of the of, of the Indian Parliament, the uh, the Lok Sabha. Which is basically means the, the assembly of the people, so kind of like the House of Commons in the UK, uh, and and uh, there are and so the election is pretty much called you know the biggest festival, uh, you know and it is it is being held in seven phases. So in in each phase there is a, there is a day of election where uh, where people in those constituencies which are which are up uh, you know which are up for election they vote and 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 people in the u s uh you know they'll uh, they'll be really surprised to know that those days are a a holiday for the people in those constituencies they, <laughs> they, they they don't they don't work, they don't have to go to work, they are expected to go and vote, and um uh, yeah, are I think... going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that that for i mean for anyone other than an american will seem completely normal you either do it on a, yeah. you know a day which is on the weekend where people don't have to work or you make it a holiday because it's important uh, which leads me to a question actually sorry to interrupt but um how politically minded not active but how politically minded are people in general in india overall uh, do you know how how many people actually go out to vote what the percentages yeah. of Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, uh, turnout has traditionally been above 60%, around 60%, you know, goes a little up and down. But but when I see the numbers in US, which are like 34%, it's like super low, it's like, okay, 60% is considered low. 30% is like is like two third of the two third of the the voting population is not even interested.
0: So I guess is it is it I, I I'm guessing the presidential election is higher in the U S. That might be an average. Um. um I remember, like,
1: like, uh, like, the past election, I remember it was, um, maybe my memory is wrong. Mm. I mean, I remember it being
2: about, like, 30%, wow. no, some percent No, I think the presidential, it's a little more higher. Okay. The, the midterm election is where it's, like, 30 35%. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: In France, yeah. for for uh, comparison, um, right, I'm, I'm looking at a number here which is closer to 80% uh, in wow. 2000. Eight for the 2008 presidential election. Um, but in France, it's about 80%, and it goes down when it's parliamentary elections. Um, but usually, for the big one, let's say in France, it's presidential, um, it's about 80%. Uh, just to, to, to be certain, the general election you're talking about, so the election of the House in India, is the big one. That's where you get the Prime yeah, Minister the, from, right? Yeah, the
1: lower yes. house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah,
2: the, the,
1: the yeah. Uh, Go yeah,
2: ahead, we don't have presidential. But yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The prime minister is pro- actually one of the members of the parliament. So we don't like elect a prime minister just for a prime minister. He is also a member of the parliament, and so we the general election is where we elect all the members of the parliament, and the prime minister is one of them. Hmm. I see. He um,
1: he's basically the leader of the party that gained majority. The party, or the uh, in India, there are coalitions, and he is invited then uh, by the president.
0: Uh, to form a government. Right, of course. So that's uh, it works like in the UK and those countries. Usually, it seems there are two systems. E- either you vote for a president or you vote for parliament, and then they elect a prime minister. And uh, I'm looking at other turnout statistics from the US, which might be a lot lower than what I initially thought. And I can't make out what they are now as we're recording the show. Um, but it seems it's closer with what I'm looking he- at here. In 2016, it was closer to 55%. So I don't know what I'm getting oh. wrong. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm sure someone will, com- will correct us in the uh, comments of the episode at FrenchSpin.com if you-, if you want to give us the actual numbers. Um, anyway, so we don't care about the U.S. We were talking about <laughs> logistics uh, in India. Um, you were saying, uh, Mayank, that uh, the um, Election Commission is doing a really good job with those seven yeah. different days, which are holidays, thank God.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, they they do a really good job in in sending, uh, like you mentioned, you know, some parts, uh, some parts in the in the interior, in you know the sort of the the rural areas are still quite underdeveloped. But the election commission manages to send, uh, you know, their uh, their workers with the booths. Uh, you know, they are they are sent every uh, like uh, like in the U.S. When I hear about you know. Oh, you know there are you know politicians are trying to restrict you know uh, you know who can vote and whatnot. And it's the complete opposite in India. Everyone is encouraged to vote. Every effort is made to make sure that every citizen has the has the the opportunity to vote. And they're all you can get a you can get a free. I mean, at least it was free last time I remembered. Uh, a free voter ID card, which also works as a sort of a official id for a lot of other things so um, so there is no reason not to vote i mean uh, uh, i mean people are given every chance to to exercise uh their, their voting rights and, and it's something a-
0: that is important to to the the indian population to be because i'm thinking you know my aunt uh actually go travels to india fairly often um she spends a few months at uh, every year there and for some weird reason she actually ended up in uh, a a very remote village um that she has a very close relationship with now and they actually didn't they don't have electricity they didn't have a uh, you know phones for the longest time it only it's only a couple of years ago that they maybe a little bit more that they started having phones and it it feels like uh in these kinds of um, uh, locations and and uh, remote areas, maybe Satya knows a little bit more about these things, but it seems like it would be easy to get into a situation where the elections feel very remote and you're not sure exactly how it's going to impact you, and then you're not so motivated to go out and, and do all the administrative stuff and and vote. So I'm wondering if that there's a difference between the people in the big cities and the people in those very remote areas in that regard?
2: Uh, I would think that uh, there there, sh- there are like... A- very very maybe some very remote areas where they are not very motivated but for the most part most of the rural areas they are pretty much very much motivated to go out and vote because the most of the politicians they kind of uh, cater to the rural votes the most You know, like most of them are farmers and they like to cater to their needs and they make promises to make the farmer's life better. Or like they say, like they'll bring roads and electricity to their villages. And so they are kind of, most of them are kind of motivated to go out and vote. Uh, So I feel like only in the cities, like some people are kind of thinking, think that like, it doesn't matter if I vote or not, nothing's going to change. And wow. they have that kind of feeling. But if you are in a, like a remote village, uh, if a politician says like, I will give you like uh, four hours of free electricity for your farm, and I will put new roads for your community. And so they are more vot- motivated to go out and vote. That's interesting. So, yeah. and
1: And one more thing I would like to add, to what, uh, to what Satya said, uh, even though a lot of these people have very little education, a lot of them are uh, especially in the rural areas. Education hasn't been, you know, especially with the poverty, it's not the topmost priority. So, uh, so election commission uh, may uh, makes sure that uh, and every party is required to have a symbol, you know, a little a little uh, a little icon, and so election commission makes sure that. That uh, that the voting booth has those icons next to the next to the party name, so so that even if they cannot read which parties are listed, they can see from those little icons, those little symbols that they know they you know they they can vote for whom they want.
0: Mm. Uh, uh, how many parties are there? Because in the U.S. it's very easy. <laughs> you have two, so you either vote red or blue. It's very oh. simple. <laughs> I guess there, there are, are...
1: More. <laughs> There are a lot of parties in India. Um, I, I, I think I'd mentioned this—the uh, you know, in the very first show I did, the special on India—that there are uh, there are some national parties uh, like 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 the Congress Party and the BJP, um, but there are also very powerful uh, regional parties who uh, who wield considerable political influence in their in their states so a lot of times these so called national parties and i'm doing invisible you know air courts they have to form alliances with uh, with the uh, with the regional parties because they don't have that much influence mm.
0: in the states uh, in in like many states i see it it leads me to a question for some reason i don't know where my mind went, why my mind went there but do people trust politicians. I guess you partly uh, <laughs> a- answered that question, Satya, when you said in the city, some people say, oh, it doesn't matter who I vote for. Um, but overall, I don't know if there's a way to say overall in a country like India, but because there's a lot of distrust, especially recently, you know, in the last, let's say, three, four years in, in Western democracies about the entire, you know, disillusion about the entire political process more than there was before. And, um, how is it in in India at the moment? Since you know the elections are just happened, um, is it similar? Is it you know still the big hope of democracy, which will represent the people? I wonder.
2: Uh, I would say like it's kind of similar, uh, like like the more educated, more. Like, urban people are kind of, they don't trust, I I feel, the politicians that much. And, but they still go out and vote, you know, like, uh, they want their choice to win. But they don't have, like, very high expectations. That's what I feel. Uh, Like, they still go out and vote. They still participate. They debate. They fight over their parties. But, yeah, I think... They don't have like very high expectations. That's mm-hmm. what I feel. Yeah,
1: and um, and I'd just like to add that that it is um, it is. I mean, most politicians, in my view, are extremely corrupt. Uh, I mean, I mean, when, it, when when we are talking about corruption, we are not talking about you know a few hundred thousand from like you know, the way it is in US, like, oh, you know, some, some lobbies gave them some money. These people are whales. I mean, they have, they have, like, you know, what we call, you know, unaccounted for money, you know, you know, black money, it is colloquially called in India. They are, a lot of them are super rich, super corrupt.
2: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: uh, so especially, uh, I mean, but every once in a while you see, you see a politician like, uh, uh, like the current in- incumbent prime minister, who are, I mean, who are known for, you know, being extremely uncorrupt. I mean, uh, PM Prime Minister Modi, the current Modi, whatever his, you know, whatever his other, uh, you know, faults are, uh, you know, you know he can be a little arrogant, he can be a little, you know, assertive, you know, he he likes to have his way or have the highway. But but one thing he's known for is not being corrupt. That he is that that, that he tries to, you know, especially looking at the, looking at the past governments, he has tried to to not, you know, to to kind of take care of corruption, to to keep his to keep his his government tight and you know a lean government instead of the bloated crap we had, you mm. know, for the past few decades. So yeah, I mean, an a, 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 an honest politician in any country is rare, and in India it is even more so.
0: It's. I, I do want to uh, start talking about the different uh, political forces uh, at some point, but I feel like I we'd be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't talk about the logistics a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I joked about the elephant thing, is that actually happening or is it like in one village maybe? Or are there other things that might be surprising in the organization of this gigantic election?
1: Um, uh, I, um I personally, I mean, I haven't seen that news item, but I have, but I have read that, uh, that even the remotest villages are, are sent the ballot boxes. And, and since it is India and, and, you know, um, party people can get aggressive and there there can be like uh, in the in some rare instances and it is not common at all but there can be like you know you know ballot uh, uh, you know ballot box snatching or you know in like very rare instances there can be violence so security is provided the central reserve police force which is uh, which is a which is a union level you know uh, police force they They provide security and they also help. I mean, you'll see a ton of a ton of videos now that smartphones and Instagram are so common. You'll see a ton of videos of these of these soldiers helping like really old people just walk to the uh, to the booth. And it is and it is actually mm-hmm. quite amazing that like people who are easily, you know who, who can't even walk straight. they are so old and you know, but but they're still they want to vote. And, and and every help is given to them so that they can. It's really also,
2: heartful, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, like when we are saying ballot boxes, we, we don't have ballot boxes anymore. Yeah, not like not like yeah, physical boxes. Yeah. yeah, it's all <laughs> elect- electronic. Yeah, yeah. So. Like, India was the first country, I think, to have all electronic voting. There's no paper at all, and everything is done electronically. And uh, so that's, a, I think, it's a big achievement, too. Well, it, it seems in
0: the case of India, it would be it would make things more practical. But when we talk about electronic voting, the first thing that comes to my mind as a tech head is, wait, those can be hacked. And... Um I guess in the context of the the scope of the Indian election, it's so much more practical to do it like that. But that's not a a concern for people, I suppose, the the hackable nature of electronic voting.
2: Uh, It is a little bit of a concern, but uh, uh, people assume that it cannot be hacked. And they kind of like, uh, since their voting is like in seven phases, so the places that voted first they just lock the boxes the electronic device in like a lock box and keep them secure till it's ready to be counted and maybe only while the counting is going on there's some possibility of come kind of hacking or something but till then they are like kept offline and they are mm. kept in locked boxes and so, so
0: everyone in all of those uh, uh remote regions, has to have a voter card which they get
2: before the election, correct? Uh,
1: no, they can... Uh, 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 sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, they don't do, get it right before the election. They can get it anytime they want. So it's like an ID card, Yes. Right, right.
0: But I mean, yeah, you you register and there's an administrative uh, thing that happens and you're registered and then you show up to the electronic thing with your ID card and it shows who you are and you can vote. And that's the way you're you make sure that there isn't like uh, ballot stuffing and whatever and that people vote who are supposed to vote.
1: Well, since it is since it is uh, since it is electronic, there cannot be like know physical ballot stuffing of and 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 as far as like uh like registration goes i um um uh, and uh, satya can confirm this i don't think we have to register in advance you know like like who we are and and where we will be voting we are supposed to uh if, like if we uh so when we get our voter id uh we, we say, you know, which constituency we'll be living in and, and where we'll be voting. And, and as soon as we change, like, uh, let, us, let us say that I move from Delhi to say, you know, to say, you know, Kanyakumari, just to give an extreme example, uh, I, I would be expected to, to update the, the election commission on the fact that I have moved constituencies and my, and my new constituency where I will be voting will be this one. Mm. so
0: uh so yeah it's the same it's similar in france and i'm i'm sure in many many countries so makes sense um yeah it's it seems the impression i get from everything you're both telling me is that everyone the government included but not only the government uh considers the election to be an important matter which seems obvious but i think the more you know, again, recently, uh, a lot of people seem to be thinking. You know, either it's rigged, or it doesn't matter, or the government can do a good job doing this and that. Which, I mean, in France, we consider elections to be well handled, uh, but it's also so much easier because of the the, the <laughs> scope of the country. Um, but it's it it would be easy, I think, for a country like. India for people to think oh it can't really be done it's so big and so difficult but the, the impression I get is everyone is looking at this and thinking yeah it's really tough and we're gonna do it right and it's gonna work out like the the I sense an attachment to democracy which I also sensed when we were uh, talking about this earlier and when I get you know the the media vibe which is this is the biggest. The largest democracy in the world, it—I feel it's said with pride. Um, I wonder if that's my impression, or if you you feel it too, both of you.
2: Uh, yes, uh, Patrick, you're very correct. Like they, we have like a good amount of pride on being like the largest democracy and being like the uh, being a democracy in the first place, because it's so hard to like. Uh, be in a country with so many different different languages and religions and cultures to maintain, like, a single unit, you know, for such a long time. So I think it, it, there's, it is ingrained in our culture to be, like, uh, to be proud of our democracy and we are taught that in schools from the very early age, like, Democracy is very important, and we cannot move away from it for any reason. Yeah,
1: and and I'd sorry, I'd just like to add that uh, that that I that I'm not sure which other country uh, which was colonized is not has been has never. I mean, India is one of the rare countries where where um, after the after the British left. Or you know, in the case of like you know, Indochina, you know, after the French left, or whoever, uh, after decolonization, uh, I'm not sure which other country uh, except India has not had a coup or have you know like like a dictatorship or like like military rule. I mean, as far as I know, India has has been has been the only stable democracy, which is actually a democracy and mm. not you know not you know, like a, like a facade for some dictatorship or, like, some, some military junta or whatever.
0: Right. Th- this might be a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, do Indians fe- feel Indian? Like, even with the, you know, 28 states and, and difference in culture, and it, is there national unity? Maybe it might be extreme to say throughout the entirety of the country, but uh, as a whole?
1: I mean, I feel pretty Indian. I mean, whenever I, whenever I, I introduce myself to someone, I don't say I'm, I'm, you know, from Delhi or I'm from right. the north. I say I'm Indian. I guess, and but, but you both live ask, in
0: the U.S. and when you live outside of your country, I think people tend to become more from where they're from. <laughs> so I don't know if that's that's a, a fair question to ask both of you. But
2: yeah, like uh, I would say that. Re- in the recent, like in the last 30, 40 years, it has been more uh, like uh, we are more considering to be Indian because, you know, we have like all the, the like they say, the world has shrinked or something like that. So we have more understanding and more news and more information about people living in all parts of the country and we can easily communicate with e- each other. We travel all over the country now. So I would say like we have more kind of feeling that we are all Indians. We are all in this together right. now than ever before, I would think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The uh, the economic development, uh, especially with the, with the liberalization post 1990s has uh, has created so much uh, you know um, the the economic boom kind of allowed a lot of people to move to move all over India for different jobs etc you know really uh, really quickly so there are like there are, there are like a ton of ton of North Indians living in South India and South Indians living in the north and and, and, and Indians are are a lot more mobile within the country so so it has it has shattered. A lot of sort of preconceptions and stereotypes that a lot of you know part like like Indians can be very stereotypical of of other Indians. I'll be I mean I'm not going to mince words about that. I, I sometimes the the stuff I hear from like from like from like people of like you know my 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 grandma's generation. I'm like, are you serious? You're you're being racist towards other Indians. It is amazing. <laughs> But uh, but yeah but overall I I would agree with Satya that Indians do consider themselves much a lot more Indian now with with the mm. with the national integration happening well, a guess, lot
0: more. I guess the internal quote unquote racism is is found in to different degrees in any country. If you hear you know, uh, uh, New Yorkers talk about Texans, I'm sure, or Alabamans, you, I'm sure you can find some of that and vice oh, versa. Yeah. And same in France. If you hear about, if you hear them talking about, you know, Parisians talk about people from the South and vice versa, it's, uh, always a little bit, uh, interesting, but, uh, yeah. all right. I, I, I do want to talk about the political forces, but last question before we do, I'll start with Satya and then ask Mayank as well. Uh, maybe I should have asked you beforehand so you had time to prepare, but I'll try it anyway. Um, if there's one thing in the logistics of the elections um, that you think Westerners wouldn't expect uh, about the the Indian election... What would it be you know it can be the elephants or the different languages or the uh the icons or images that that you use something that would surprise us? What do you think it would be first, Satya and then we'll go to Mayank
2: uh, I think what would surprise the Westerners is the like the standardization of all the voting machines and all the, you know, if you compare to the U.S., like each place has a different kind of voting machine. It's kind of, uh, each one has a different kind of polling sheet and it's sometimes confusing and like each city, ha- each county has a different type of counting. But it's in a country like India where nothing is standard throughout the country, but the, they managed to make the voting machines and the voting process like a, a good standard and same throughout the country. So no matter where you live, you get the same experience when you go to vote. And that's kind of a thing that I think is missing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. especially, where like each each county has like a different voting machine, a different design of ballot and uh, it's very confusing sometimes that you know that caused the bush gore election Mm. so yeah i think in india it's very amazing like we we have like a standard system of voting so no matter where you go you get the same experience and i guess it's also it's guaranteed that you know how it works and that it works well yeah yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. i guess there's
0: there's you know this ever present uh suspicion towards the federal government in the u.s which is to an i think everyone's suspicious towards government in any country but to the u.s it's such an extreme that we often say this in this show because we look at it from the outside it's it's very okay that might be it it becomes counterproductive i guess um but it seems in in india there is trust in the federal government uh, or at least for that, for the, the uh, yeah, uh, the at least elections. for
2: the elections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Mayank, yeah. anything that uh,
0: that would surprise people? Um.
1: Uh, oh yeah. I mean, for one, uh, you know, the Election Commission is extremely honest and you know very efficient. You know, I mean, that alone shocks me <laughs> many times. <laughs> because because the rest of the Indian bureaucracy is just a you know massive pile of whatever. Um, but, but uh, why is that but, uh, though?
0: How come? I guess it, it, it everyone is, understands that if that part didn't work, it would all collapse. Is that? Is that? Why? Yes. Yeah. The, there is some of
1: that, and and somehow it is also the culture. The culture has somehow developed that that the election commission uh, does its job. You know, that's it, it mm. is just like like uh, like a sort of a you know a de, a, you know like there are departmental cultures, right? Mm. it's just a culture that, that the election commission will do its job and, okay. uh, and I would say the other thing uh, as far as the, the logistics go I think I might have mentioned this before but, uh, and this will this is like what kind of annoys me when I hear uh, stuff in US about voter ID like you don't have to show your ID give everyone a free ID that's what happens in India uh, uh, give everyone a free ID and show that ID when when uh, when you come to vote, like like this whole debate in in the U.S. about oh you know people shouldn't have show ID because they are poor and you know they don't have ID. Okay, first of all, most people have a driver's license, and if they don't, make make a department, make something. I mean, U.S. as as a department of everything, make a department of identification that does this. <laughs> and just provide free IDs for everyone so that there is no debate about oh poor people don't have ID so they don't have to so they shouldn't have to show ID. No, that yeah, is.
0: I, that is, I, I think this is something that strikes me as well uh, very strongly when the discussions happen in the U.S. Um, I think it has to do with the distrust of the federal government and of identification in general, but which becomes, as I said, counterproductive. Um, I also think there is very little election fraud with the system as it is now. Um, it's been proven many times that actually the system as it is now works uh in that regard um so the thing that uh, you know initially i would have thought yes of course why don't you do that just like you are now but i'm not sure there is as much a need for it as for example something else which annoys me to no end when we talk about the u.s which is making a voting day a holiday that would be so yeah. much more important or just hold them on the sunday for heaven's sake I was going to say a worse word, um, but no, I yeah, mean, I think I this mean, is.
1: No, it's Sunday, Sunday, I can understand. There are a lot of religious communities for them. It is, it is the Sabbath. You know, they don't want to, you know they, they don't want to sure. go outside and vote. Okay, well but, then, you but, know, make it a holiday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 use a Monday, and and it is, you know, and, and it'll make it a long weekend, and make it a holiday yeah. so that so so that people like me who can't vote, who don't, uh, you know, who are not. You know, you know, who are not American citizens, can enjoy that holiday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I guess the, the a counter-argument there is that you can vote in advance or by mail or stuff like that. Stuff like that. And sure, you can. But in practice, many people don't. And so, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, all right. So let's talk about the political forces um, in India and this, this uh, uh, recent election. Uh, can you Tell us, uh, I I guess anyone, any of you, either of you is fine, but what are the major political forces, uh, what the the landscape, uh, what does it look like um, with the political tendencies and how it it went uh, this time? I guess let's start with Mayank and then we'll go to Satya.
1: OK, Um. Uh, time to start fighting because uh, because <laughs> because, yeah, p- politics is uh, is very sensitive uh, topic in India. And, you know, I mean, well, it is pe- everywhere, uh, and, I'm sure. No, but I mean, people are people are super passionate about it and it makes it, you know, a little sometimes it can be a little uh, uncomfortable. And we'll see how that goes with, with Satya. And I i am not sure where he lands on the political <laughs> spectrum. Um. Uh, back there uh, back home um but yeah so 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 like we had talked about earlier india has some national level parties like like the like the congress party and and the bjp but uh what's but the
0: bjp what does that stand b- for?
1: bjp stands for Bharatiya janta party which literally means um indian people's party okay so um yeah so um so they have, um, and 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 people might recognize the Congress Party's name. They they have been kind of there since the beginning. They were they they can trace their roots to one of the you know the original political parties uh, uh, that were formed back you know in the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, and and they, they trace their roots to to there. But the current Congress Party has is, looks nothing like that and they have traditionally relied on this very dynastic sort of uh, you know uh, sort of a, this political dynasty basically uh, the gandhi family or uh, sorry nehru gandhi family and and, and just so people are know this gandhi family has nothing to do with mahatma gandhi mm-hmm. just just to clarify this yes. the, the same you. same last name but but that is it nehru was the first prime minister of of india his daughter indira gandhi uh, married, ma- married a Parsi named Feroz Gandhi, and 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 her, and her son Rajiv Gandhi, and basically this is a political family, and and they have basically ru- ruled India for most of this family has ruled for, um, especially in the beginning they were pr- pretty much the party, and and they ruled pretty much um, you know continuously, and uh, and BJP. Uh, sorry, little... let me let me yeah. interrupt
0: you for a second. What, where would we put them on the political spectrum? Um, you know, for Westerners <laughs> to understand, right, left, center? Uh... They they
1: were pretty they were pretty left of center, really left. Nehru was a was a very big socialist. I mean, he was he was enamored with, with the Soviet model, and, and and that is why India. For, you know, uh, was was a mixed economy, kind of a mixture of state-run and and private economy, for for uh, from 1947 to about 1992 or 93, like um, you know uh, when the when the economic uh, uh, reforms happened. So so yeah, he was he was pretty left off, uh, left off um, center, really left, and 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 so so his daughter Indira Gandhi who pretty much succeeded him i mean the, the, there was there was another prime minister between the death of nehru and uh, and and his daughter indira um uh, a, a very good guy called called Jawa, called uh, called shastri and uh, and so he uh, so, uh, so but yeah this family has pretty much ruled india and been to the left quite a bit but uh, okay. b- but uh, sorry just just one quick thing the way left and right are defined in the us and and especially like like uh, uh, the western democracies is not how you would characterize left and right in india because 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 almost all political parties are for are for you know for economic growth and and some political parties you know do promise more stuff like oh we will give free money to the poor or free services mm-hmm. and some other parties will will say you know especially the sort of the right uh, to center parties will will be will be more focused on you know like like a lot more economic development instead of just handing out free stuff um and, and also as far as you know like foreign policy and sort of the 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 military uh, part of it you know um, the right tends to be a little more hawkish in its in its foreign policy than the left left has traditionally been pretty docile but it is not as it is not the same left and right as as what you might think in France or Britain or the U.S. or wherever so you so, mean there, so,
0: there's more things that that they have in common or
1: yeah I mean there, there are there are more things they have in common and and a lot of the the things which define the left and the right and and I would say it's not even the left and the right it's just you know two different sort of political, you know, thoughts or uh, the or ways of thinking. It is not defined as left and right in India.
0: Okay. So the yeah. the BJP being the other one, you, you talked a yeah. little bit about the uh, Congress party yeah. and the BJP uh-huh. is the other one. I, I'll ask you how you would explain what it is and then I'll go uh, back to Satya.
1: Okay. Um, BJP originated... Uh, out of out of uh, a party called Janata Party, which was uh, which it was itself formed from a bunch of other parties, which were uh, which were focusing primarily on the on kind of like the welfare and sort of the for the benefit of Hindus, because uh, and I mean we can get it get into a lot of you know communal what we call communal uh, stuff here, which is basically talking about religion because religion has been one of the big things you know that you know it, there's no way to avoid it it has been part of politics in india since the beginning i mean the the very creation the very like the very fact that india was split into the the unified india was split into india and pakistan was based on religion so uh, so um, yeah it, it came out bjp came out of the you know i came out of the, this uh, a bunch of parties which were focused on more on, like, like the Hindu uh, identity. And—but uh, but they have been making a lot more, you know, uh, a lot more um, kind of— they've been moving towards center, trying to be inclusive a lot more. And, and the current prime minister against Satya might have a different opinion. But, uh, you know, for all the stuff—you know, for all the crap I read in the news— his actual policies uh, the the current prime minister's actual administration all, all the schemes he has launched all the and and schemes is not the bad word it's not a you know scheming scheme mm-hmm. it's uh, like like all the different you know um, things he has done they have been incredibly inclusive and and when you actually see what he has done there there is not even a shred of like like the, there's not even a hint of of you know oh this development he did or this like um, like uh, as a matter of fact, he he managed to electrify ninety nine percent of the villages in India, and and I mean villages, not homes, not like individual homes. But at least I mean these villages didn't even have electricity, you know, uh, like like they couldn't even get electri- electricity uh, in their village, much less individual homes. And he has managed to to make that happen, you know, for 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 ninety nine percent of villages, which is. Which is
0: mm.
1: which is quite an accomplishment well, and, that's,
0: and that's probably the the village I was talking about in the Himalayas that my my aunt goes to regularly when she first went there a few years ago, they didn't have electricity and it it showed up yeah. uh, one year I guess that yeah, might so, have been part of that effort
1: so he has been incredibly inclusive he uh, I mean none of his actual policies I mean some of the things he did with the the economy like like the demonetization were not uh, i mean they were a good idea but implemented poorly but religion has not been a part of his actual you know work okay. and uh, and so, so so they have been trying to move a lot a lot to the center and uh, and again satya i will have a, I might have a different opinion i don't know uh, but uh, but since uh, you know there's nothing else to talk about the the other the, the opposition has constantly been trying to bring up you know you know religion 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 uh, and 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 the and the and the funny part is this is what makes me laugh modi himself even though he's a hindu he is he's from like a like a really low caste he's like he's he's he's, he's from uh, what what the what government classifies as other backward classes he's an obc so he's like a really low caste Hindu, who was the son of a poor, you know, uh, tea stall owner. He comes from nothing, and and you know, they, uh, he he's like like he comes from really poor background. He's he he, he he's not corrupt. So it's all been about religion, religion, religion. Okay. Uh, you know, so it is, uh, I mean, uh, and they have been you know throwing personal attacks at him, calling him a thief, even though there is no basis. On the, I mean, it has just been a very kind of, um, I mean, it, 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 like, like, uh, like politics in India can be pretty dirty. They, they can be a lot of low blows, and but, but I, I actually admired the guy despite whatever other faults I find in him. He, he didn't. He took the high road until he said enough is enough, and then he started hitting back. Okay. Uh, to uh, you know, to, to to um to Rahul Gandhi, who is the current, you know. Prime ministerial candidate, even though he has never had, and you know he has never had any administration experience ever. But uh, yeah, so uh, so this is pretty much. I mean, right now it is it is it is pretty much a, a slug fight between between Congress and BJP and their and their regional allies, and uh, yeah,
0: that's that's how it is going. Okay, so there are these two main parties. I'm guessing are the two major ones. Um, I'll turn to Satya ask a couple of questions. First, are there any other parties that matter? Because, you know, in the U S there are two parties only essentially, but in, in, in uh, Europe, usually you have, you know, two main parties, but also a, a number, you know, three, four or five other parties that do, uh, that can weigh in, in the, in the elections. Um, so are there parties like that? And uh, actually I have another question about logistics do you have two turn elections or just one turn election um uh, the elections are just one turn one turn so you vote good. you decide yeah. and it's done okay yep. um and so the per, the the party that gets the and, most votes uh, uh, sorry
1: uh, uh, sorry again uh, uh, the two turn elections would make sense if we were actually electing like a uh, we were directly electing a president right, but right. since we are but since we are electing a, a member of parliament you know one turn elections work
0: i understand um and so uh, yes yeah, satya would you agree with the description uh, that uh, Mayan gave and are there other parties and then maybe uh, can you tell us how things went uh, this this year this time
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say uh, I agree with Mank. Yeah, the BJP party, I think it's what we would call a right-wing party here uh, because their, like, origins was from, like, a religious group. But right now, I think, yeah, um, the Western media kind of – exaggerates what the BJP's religious extremism is about, but I don't think they are like as extreme as, you know, the Western media portrays them. So yeah, I think I agree with Mayank on the BJP and the Congress, I agree with him. So about the other parties, the there are other regional parties that are powerful in their own state, but they do form like a coalition with the national parties. So that they can form a government. And in my state of Tamil Nadu is where the regional parties actually started, I would say. Like um, during the 60s, uh, the Congress was the like the most powerful party in the whole of the country. And they were trying to like impose the national language on all the states. They wanted to like everybody to learn and do things in the national language of Hindi. So some people in my state, uh, they did not like that. And so they started what's called as like the anti-Hindi movement. Mm. And because they want to stay with their, like, own language, our regional language. So that's how the regional parties started in my state. So so they became very powerful, and they split into two, and now there are two regional parties. So... So always it's either one or the other becoming the chief minister of the state. The chief minister is like the governor of the state. So one of the parties, they align with either one of the national parties so that when they form the government in the center, the regional parties either align with either one of the, either they go with the Congress or they align with the BJP to form the central government. So, as far as in you know, my state is concerned, the national parties will never be able to become chief minister in our my state. it will always be either one of the two regional parties. So, it's so after, so many many states is like that. So, yeah. So, so uh,
1: but, uh, can I just add one thing? Okay. Uh, Satya mentioned okay. that that chief minister is like the governor, but I would just like to clarify that that each state does have a governor but again oh, yeah. the governor yeah. is is a is a ceremonial mostly ceremonial position like the president and chief minister is the one just like just like just like for the national election they they run the things they mm. uh, they yeah, yeah. so nice. just to clarify that
2: yeah like the governor in the us like a state governor so that's how the chief minister is there for India. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So this that's how the regional parties work. So they are very powerful in their own states. And when it comes to forming a central government, the national parties ask, like, uh, will you join? They will join with either one of them and they will form we'll like, a form coalition. Try to form a
0: coalition, yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, so how did it go this time? Yeah. Um, I, I have to be honest. I haven't even uh, followed the the election at all, so I'm very curious uh, to to hear the end of this uh, uh, episode <laughs> myself.
1: Well, uh, well, it is not finished yet. Um, I, I think I mentioned before it happens in seven phases. the The last election will be, I think, on the nineteenth, if I'm not wrong. And yes. Mm-hmm and uh, the counting will be done on 23rd but from all the from from all the projections the bjp led uh, national democratic alliance is still most is still poised to uh, to to win the election to to have to have the majority and uh, unless something drastic and amazing and you know really crazy happens he will be the next prime minister again. Uh, uh, at least, uh, at least that is what it is looking like right now. Mm, but okay. the but the outright simple majority that BJP got. I mean, they, they still had to form a coalition. But the really strong, amazingly, one you know, of the like the strongest performances any national party had. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the previous election, the, the BJP won't be that powerful this time. Uh, and and i think in some ways it is for the good because because i think bjp got especially prime minister modi got a little overconfident and you know tried out you know you know really like like outlandish ideas i, I mean i shouldn't say outlandish but they got a little arrogant and you know and you know it, like uh, like in his effort to to, to you know, to root out corruption, he took he he did some things which didn't go as go, as well with the public, as it as it could have, as it should have, and uh, so 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 in a way, it is good that he will have mm. you know he won't be as powerful as he was. So it will be you know he'll have to be a little more tempered in his uh, in his in his ideas. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, that is what it is looking like right now. And uh, and just so we know that there are um, that, disp- that, uh, that, uh, that 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 are these two alliances, the National Democratic Alliance led by BJP and and the and the, and the United Progressive Alliance or Unified Pro- UPA is led by Congress. But there's also a bunch of parties that have formed a third front. But hmm. but that is more of like a like their ploy to kind of you know remain outside. Of of these two coalitions, until such time, you know, you know that you know that eventually they might be needed, and then they can, you know, then they can, you know, uh, do some sweet talking with whoever the winner is, and and you know, and you know, get some concessions mm-hmm. to join the alliance, you know, and 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 oh yeah, one more thing I would like to mention. Uh, uh, this is something I think I mentioned the first episode I did people would be really surprised to know especially in like in like in like western democracies that communist parties are still a thing in india like mm. like like the state of western bengal for for the longest time um, you know was uh, was uh, they would keep electing the uh, they would keep bringing back bringing back the communist party and it i mean it is it is kind of like you know, it makes your head hurt with sort of the contradictions <laughs> of having a communist party be elected, but but it is a thing in India. Like uh, like uh, communist parties, even though they have declined and socialism and uh, some of those, you know, really out there ideas have kind of you know you know died down a little bit. But right. especially in the states of Kerala and 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 West Bengal communist parties are still
0: a thing it's It's i think it's surprising in in many former communist parties the communist party uh, communist countries the communist parties are are doing pretty well still um so that's interesting but it will be a discussion for another time Uh, i guess we will have to wait as you said uh, to to have the final word on on the actual election um but that will probably give, bring us to a close. I want, before we finish the show, I want to give a, a couple of minutes to Satya to, if you want to conclude and uh, tell us anything we missed or anything you want to add before we close off the show. Satya, you have the floor.
2: Um, so yeah, yeah. So we'll be waiting anxiously of, or on, for the election results on 23rd. And like Mayank said, BJP is going to win Probably is going to win, but it's a good thing that we have some more like, uh, like you know, like uh, balances, uh, uh, what they call checks and balances on the BJP party, because they sometimes they kind of, especially in some areas, they kind of get too arrogant and mm. they cause a lot of issues. So I think it'll be good to have some kind of balance so that they don't uh, think they're like the most powerful party because last time they got a pretty good mandate. And I think this time it'll be nice to have some kind of balance between the two parties. And yeah, that's all I had. I don't have anything else. Sure. Well, that's that's
0: already... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I, that was really interesting. Um, thank you very much to both of you for uh, having been on and given, uh, given us this uh, look inside the mostly lo- the logistics uh, of this surprising largest uh, democracy in the world. Before we leave, um, I'll give each of you an opportunity to tell us where we can find you on the internet if you so wish. I know Mayank is still uh, uh, discreet, about his online identity so i'm guessing it's still my young for now
1: uh yeah i i have been uh, some things have been rolling around my head i have been thinking of of starting a little show of my own but uh you know i just i need to i need to create time in my in my schedule but um, <laughs> no worries. uh yeah it, 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 when if and uh, not if but when i do kind of you know get around to it and and have everything set up and start start putting out something that I think I can share with the world, I will definitely let you and everyone who listens uh, know.
0: Excellent. Looking forward to that. Uh, Satya, what about yourself? Do you have uh, an online uh, little corner
2: of the internet that you want to talk about? Uh, actually, I don't uh, actually. Okay, so I don't. No have, yeah. Yeah, my Twitter handle is Satya S A T Y A eight nine three, but oh, okay, uh, okay. I, yeah, I just it's a, just like a read only. I just read <laughs> other people. <laughs> I don't tweet that much. Yeah, that's so, fine. Uh,
0: if people, uh, uh, you know, you're still reading stuff. So if people want to yeah. go ask you questions, I guess they can do that there.
2: Sure. Yes. Sure. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. And, uh, for me, it's not Patrick on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow me there. And if you want to uh, discuss what we talked about, you can do that on the, uh, frenchspin.com website where I host the shows I produce. So feel free to do that. And of course, if you appreciate this, um, this, this content, if you like this uh, show, you can go to patreon.com slash the Phileas Club. The link is in the show notes as well. And contribute. Become a supporter. Not only will you get the um, the, the additional content that I post, post there sometimes, the bonus content, but also you will join the community and uh, be very proud to be supporting the show, I hope. I mean, if you like it, hopefully you'll be proud to support it. Um, so thank you so much to those already do that and uh thank you thank you to both of you mayank and satya for being on with me and uh we will be back in a few weeks either for uh, a regular episode at the end of the month if i can swing that or if not uh uh, another episode in june so enjoy your uh days until then and we'll talk to you at that point. bye everyone